So this week, I put up a video on catching um, brim. Well, I guess uh, fishing, fishing at night, really. And uh, heading into the winter, you're going to find that a lot of the times you're going to be fishing into the low light hours of the, of the day, particularly at night. So I thought, you know, it's, it's, it's something I do pretty much every year. I go out chasing brim flathead, sometimes, you know, other species, but it seems like there's, at least along the waterway, there's not many people that fish outside of the very lit harbour wharves, but I can definitely tell you that there's a lot of, there's a lot of real estate out there that you can, that you can explore uh, with just a few different uh, modifications to your technique. So, you know, the main, the, the main thing about fishing at night is you got to get out there, give it a go, and then test out what works and what doesn't. Over the years, I guess I found that lures do work uh, extremely well at night. I find um, the better quality of, you know, of, of fish is, uh, is out and about exploring. And, you know, it makes sense. Uh, during the day, let's say um, you're chasing a large brim during the day, that's much harder. You definitely got to chase them in the morning or deep in snags and structure. But they can't really approach bait being that big. So I find that under the cover of darkness, that's when they do most of their work. All right, so let's get back to some questions. So they are just, uh, just a bit of flavor for the stream. Just, I guess uh, we can loosely have the topic of um, fishing at night with lures as the, you, you know, the, general, the general concept of the stream tonight. If you guys have any, any questions on that or you guys have any ideas that you want to discuss, we can chop it up. So yeah, just leave your messages down in the comment section. And yeah, if I don't get to your question, just keep putting it in because sometimes I accidentally miss a few, especially if the chat's moving quickly. So let me get back to the top here. So, all right. So Jackie Zhang says, is Brighton a good place to fish? Yeah, no reason why it can't be, why it wouldn't be. It's plenty of, plenty of um, beach area there. There's plenty of brim, whiting, blackfish. Um, you get the odd... I guess you get the odd pelagic go by like kingfish in the in the summer months as well, especially off the groins. I find uh, the groins are pretty are pretty productive at times. Okay, let's keep going. Warren says, "Keep up the great content." Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, Ned Pavlik says, "What's your PB brim?" Well, yeah, I've got um I've got a video coming up, and yes, this is a PB brim, but I don't want to ruin it just yet. But for the moment. My PB brim is at 40, I think 42 or 43 centimeters. And that's off um, bait. I caught that in the harbor off a live squid. Now, if it comes down to, well, if you want to know what my lure PBs are, soft plastic and uh, hard body are both tied at 40 centimeters. I've caught just the one 40 centimeter on hard body on the atomic, um, what's it called? Yeah, the Atomic Deep Diving Chubby, 38mm in Ghost Gill Brown. That was one of my videos in the past month, so you can go check that out, check that one out. I was really surprised when I caught that. I didn't think that it was going to hit 40 until it started um, not wanting to come in. That's generally how it works. So pretty much all the, all the big brims seem to want to slug it out. They run straight and hard, and then there's like moments where they're trying to shake you off like pretty crazy and then it's another pretty straight run all the big brim i'd say all the ones which are like high 30s and up they seem to do that characteristic um you know fight pattern 
the, the, the smaller brim seem to have a lot of like, you know, kicking around, flapping around and head shakes all at the same time. And not in these kinds of uh, very defined stages. Uh, yes. And also for my PB on soft plastic, I think I've, I've caught three or four on 40. So I haven't been able to break that until recently. So yeah, keep an eye out for that uh, video. That's going to be a cracker. I guarantee it. And it's going to shock you how big it is. I can't wait to, yeah, I can't wait to, I can't wait to edit that video. So that's definitely coming up. All right, on to the next um, next comment. Tiger Galvin says, have you tried KTEC Easy Shiner? No, I haven't tried the KTEX. They seem a bit, well, back then when I was looking into different varieties of lures, KTEX seemed to be a little bit on the pricey end, and like a, like a lure that I would probably only use for, say, if I was chasing Jews or, you know, something that's a little bit, you know, harder to get, and I needed that extra bit of um, difference with what everyone else is using, but... Yeah, I'm not sure which one's easy shine. Is that the um I think I was looking into the what they call the fat swing impact. Like the four and the five inch for Jews at some stage. Yeah, so I think maybe the easy shine. I'm not sure which shape that one is, but I definitely have looked into them. Okay, next comment. Kid Fisher, what film and editing platform do I use? I'm using the GoPro 5 Hero Black. And I edit using Sony Vegas. I think um, I think any program and any camera is as good as the next, as long as you end up learning how to use the functions that you require. Paul Evans Lee says, "Any advice on catching kingies in Botany Bay?" I guess um, learn how to catch live bait. That's the that's the secret if you want to learn how to catch kingies. The bait is probably I'd say most of the work, especially if you can learn how to catch squid. Squid is probably the number one inshore bait live. Uh, a kingfish most times can't, can't resist that. Either, yeah, I guess like even if your rig is not perfect, as long as the knots hold and the hooks don't straighten, as long as your gear is perfect and fine, they can't resist squid really. Uh, live yakas work well as well. I, I like using the smaller yakas inshore. So I've caught some nice kings off, off that as well. But I always feel like with live squid, anything could happen at any stage. All right, infamous FBV asks, hey mate, name your five, to uh, five lures, top five lures for flatties. All right, if I, was, if I was targeting flathead, I'd probably go gulp jerk shad in um, nuclear chicken. I guess any of the jerk shads, I'd, I'd go that first. I feel like the gulps have an unfair advantage. They seem like, um, they, yeah, they just seem to produce any, anything you want, uh, whether they're dead sticked or whether they're worked uh, like an artificial. Fish can't seem to resist that. So I'd say number one would be gulp, but I'd go the gulp five inch jerk shad in nuclear chicken as the number one. Number two, if I go out of that gulp ecosystem, I'll probably go something like a like a squidgy squidgy fish in silver fox. I've caught I think I caught my PB my PB flathead. Well, I caught I've caught two above eighty on those lures. So you know, I can't, you know, can't knock them. They 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 work. Everyone knows about those lures from Squidgy. The formula 
can be a little bit inconsistent. Sometimes they're a bit, you know, soft. Sometimes a bit hard. Sometimes the tails look a bit, you know, crooked or the colors are a bit different. This one's darker than the next. There's too much glitter in this one than compared to the next pack. But no one can deny that they don't work extremely well. So that would be my number two. And I'll, I'll just give you one more. So number three, I'd probably go a vibe. 100 mil vibe, I find between all three, you got a you got a jerk shad, you got a paddle tail, and then you've got a got a lure that you can work a bit slower with a lot more action, vibration, like a 100 mil, like say a 95 mil jackal transam, 100 mil samaki vibalicious, uh, what else? Samaki, uh, uh, Spaniard sniper, I think they call them. Spaniard sniper, they they work. I mean, all the vibes work. I like the soft bodied vibes. All right, let's keep going. So yeah, James Clean says, "Hey man, what's up, man? Yeah, not much. Just uh, spending the night talking fishing. So yeah, hopefully you guys are enjoying the show. Let's keep going." Ned Pavlik says, "Love your content, mate. Thank you very much." Warren says, "Don't forget to smash the like. Yes, that's right, guys. If you want to support this channel? Hit that like button. Smash it as hard as you can." Uh, Tiger Galvin says, "Do you do much surface fishing?" I do a little bit of surface fishing. I like chasing whiting on surface and brim on surface. So in the summer months, definitely one of the mo more enjoyable ways to fish. It's a very visual way. I like, um, yeah, I actually did a video on surface fishing for whiting. But yeah, it was, it was pretty hard to film. So I think it kind of flopped. But there is one on my channel somewhere. Ben Conway says tits for kingies. Yeah, so I just addressed the question similar to that. So yeah, get learn learn to get live squid or yakas. Yakas is very easy. And squid, yeah, just watch the channels. Plenty of videos on what you can do and areas to hit and techniques and squid jigs that I like. Uh you can't go wrong. Just have a have a look there. James Plain, my question, are you fishing tomorrow? McMahon 620. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I won't be fishing tomorrow. I think uh tomorrow the weather's crazy. But yeah, I'm busy actually. I, I I'm just busy, so at this moment, not able to fish. Ned Pavlik, what's your PV brim? Actually, I think that might have been a repeat question. Let me just keep scrolling down. All right, guys, I'm just gonna go a bit further down, see where we're at. Uh, okay. Now, just seem to have lost. So, what do you guys think about the the um the sound quality this time on this stream? I've changed the mic. I'm not using the headset mic this time. I'm hoping it sounds more natural. So let me know if you guys are noticing a difference here. I think it might just improve, you know, the experience that little bit. Okay, now it seems like I'm really far behind. All right, let me just um, jump across some questions. Okay, so Edward says, can you do a how to catch squid? Yeah, you know, I, I think... Um, I haven't really made too many videos on a how to do this, how to do that, or a tutorial, or a guide. I think, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to do a few more of those ones. Like the last video on, on Thursday that I posted up yesterday night, that was a bit of a how-to. So I think I might do a, a, a few more of that, but... waiting for that stream. Okay, 
Looks like I just cut out for a moment, but I should be back. Alright, looks like we're all here. Okay, so, yeah, let's keep going down. Procure, garlic, is that something used or S-Factor? I've used Procure. It, it definitely works. I just like using S-Factor, that's all. There's uh, nothing wrong with the Procure range. I've tried them. They sm They smell pretty strong. I think that I haven't seen, like, I've had friends fish side-by-side side with me using Procure in the in the white tubes, I think it is. Nothing wrong with that. I think it works just as well. Jack Lemsing says, best fishing spot in Sydney. The best fishing spot in Sydney is the one that's ne nearby and that you can fish with everything or the knowledge that you've acquired over the years. Just like some of those spots that I fish, if you, a lot of my videos, they're spots that a lot of people don't hit. But because I live close by or because I frequent them, I've learned over the years how to best extract, I guess, extract the fish from a place that people don't think is possible. All right, let's keep going down. Novo says, Shroom, you should go Silverwater Bridge. Many big brim. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'll definitely give that a go one of these days. Moth 45 says, I was fishing the other day and hooked onto something massive, but it had so much power, it snapped the line. Next day, I threw, out, threw, out, threw, threw a line with a bait out again, I, I assume, and got smoked again. Yeah, Spewin, uh, I wonder what that was. You definitely have to go back and give it another go. All right, now, before I continue the questions, there was a subscriber, uh, there was a, a comment from a subscriber on the channel that I wanted to answer before we continued. And I want everyone's um, help here with this question as well. It comes from Christopher David Lunn. And he asked, I have never used a soft plastic. I fish at the entrance. Any tips, any tips, recommendations? I fish light because I am disabled. Now, he says he's disabled. So I assume that he's not able physically to move spot to spot. So I, I want... I want you guys, if you've got any ideas, to put it down in the chat and help this gentleman out. But so far, to answer his question, I'll say um, what you can do, Christopher, is use, well, first of all, fish uh, lures that have an inbuilt action that require not much input from yourself uh, to be able to elicit the appropriate response from the fish. So, so paddle tails would be what I would be using if it comes down to soft plastics or regular tails. For in terms of lure actions, I think you should be able to manage a slow lift, uh, which is basically just letting the lure hit the bottom and then taking about one or two seconds to lift the rod tip up and then gradually wind your way down to keep in contact. You can fish that as slow as you want. Uh, plenty of good fish can be caught using that technique. A second technique that you can use is burn and kill. So what that involves is once you've cast out your lure, you can give the handle, you know, three or four or five quick winds and then pause. What that's going to do is that's going to make the lure shoot across the bottom for about a meter or two and then gradually come back to the, to the bottom. And the last thing obviously you could do you could treat it like a hard body. You can just basically just slow roll it. Slow roll action really does work. I have friends that have caught plenty of good fish using the slow roll. I don't use it all that often. But, you know, I know people that use it specifically, you know, for example, to chase Jews on plastics. 
uh, in the daytime. Slow roll. Very, uh, highly underestimated uh, technique. Uh, in terms of gear, I think uh, maybe you can use a slower action rod because that's more forgiving, especially if you can't physically maneuver where, uh, you know, around where the fish is fighting. If you have a softer action rod, it's going to do more of the cushioning for you. And when it comes down to reels, choose one with a higher retrieve ratio as well. Just less winding on your part to get the lure to do what you want it to do and to basically get the lure back and recast. Um, when it comes to spots, I think um, you're going to obviously need to fish channels or wharves, something that's easy access. But that also means that these areas are where either the bait can aggregate or pass through, such as a channel. So wharves are bait aggregating areas. So it's a, it's a, it's a matter of a waiting game. If you fish channels, you can catch pretty much anything throughout a channel because the the fish that are passing through in the conditions are always in flux so you're always in with a chance and you know from even from a past uh, live stream i said you know if you wanted to chase for example jewfish channel a channel is one of the better places to to do it at because you're pretty much guaranteed that they're going to pass through on the tide change and so you just have to have a lure in the water at that time all right um Let's just get back to the chat for a second here. So, so yeah, so yeah, Christopher, I hope that uh, that hope that answers your question. Um, don't be afraid to you know ask more. I'll be happy to answer it again. Uh, whatever, yeah, whatever you need. Okay, now. Oh yes, there was another person that I was supposed to answer a question. Yu Hang asked me. Can I ask how you decide whether to use soft plastics or hard bodies on each session? I can think of factors like wind, hard body for windy versus soft plastic for calm days, species to target, flathead may respond better to soft plastic I suppose, and depth of strike zone. Soft plastic with heavier jig heads can get down to deeper water. Am I on the right track about this or is there anything else I should take into account? Cheers. Yes, uh, I briefly answered that question, but this is a yeah a very big question. I definitely uh, had have said in my past videos that I like to use hard bodies when I know that I can't fish very finesse with the light plastics on the one sixteenth ounce jig heads chasing brim. But I guess wind is always a little bit, you know, it it can be it can be a catch twenty two. A bit of wind is great. I find the fish come on the bite. They're less spooky. They're closer to the edges to where we can cast off land. But when the wind gets too strong, especially if it's coming from an unfavorable angle, such as from the side, which is probably the worst coming from the side, then you can't keep in contact with your plastic because every time you try to, the weight of the line drags the lure unnaturally through the water. That's when I find hard bodies outperforms plastics on conditions alone. Uh, a second factor is I take into account the mood of the fish on the day because you can tell within the first maybe 10, 15 minutes whether the hits that you're getting are going to result in a hookup from the plastic being swallowed down its gob or whether they're really just playing around with it and nipping at the tail. If it's, if it's a case of the second, 
the latter case, then a hard body is perfect because you know you've got a treble right at the end. One little nip would mean the difference between a fish or no fish as what would happen if you're using plastic. So that's another consideration. Um, when it comes to depth of the strike zone, I find that unless you're really fishing a period when the fish are really shut down in the daytime, then you don't necessarily need to be right on the bottom. The hard bodies do get down pretty far, especially if you're casting off the bank. Unless you're fishing off a really deep headland, then, you know, using light jig heads and light gear is not, you know, it's probably not preferable. Using a heavier rod and heavier gear is, is the more appropriate course of action there. Oh, excuse me. Um, yeah, so yeah, hope that answers your question, Yuhang. All right. Let's get back to the chat here. All right, where are we? Where are we? Where are we? All right, so a bunch of questions. Let me see if I can, I can catch up here. Uh, I came back, cool smoth. I came back the other day with heavier line landed a stonker, thirty-nine centimeter brim. Yes, definitely a stonker there. Master fishing says, "What's your favorite fish to eat?" Um, I like to eat rainbow trout and silver perch. So I don't often keep the fish that I eat. I haven't actually kept any any of the rainbow trout or silver perch that I've caught yet, though. So I just get them from the market. Novo says, Shroom, you should go to Silverwater Bridge, many big brim. Oh, yeah, I think I've just read that earlier. I'm trying to get a 40 centimeter. Uh, Ned Pavlik says, I'm trying to get a 40 centimeter brim so bad. Any tips? Look, I can, I can tell you that if you keep trying, it's a matter of grinding through numbers. In Sydney... It's very, you know, it's uh, very tough to find a spot that's going to harbour big brim unless you're fishing Cockle Bay or um, I'd say, what, what's that other spot that I got at the back of my mind here? So Cockle Bay and the fish markets, you know, everyone knows there are massive, massive brim in there. So if there are any 50s, that's where they'd be. Um, I've got 40 centimetre brim multiple times, I think four or five, possibly even more. I haven't, I don't have the exact number off the top of my head, but they've been pretty much anywhere at any spot. It's just a matter of getting it lucky and fishing very finesse. And I find that if you can do that consistently, you're definitely going to catch um, a big brim one of these days. Also, this is a great time right now, uh, pre-spawn, or maybe they're starting to move off to spawn. As the weather gets colder, this this last period, the brim are going to feed very hard. They're very fat, and they're getting ready to breed. So, like I said, I, I mentioned before that I, I caught a PV brim, which um, I'm going to post up that video, you know, in the coming weeks. So, yeah, keep an eye out for that one. And that came during this period as well. So, I think last year or a few years ago, I caught, I think, one or two forties around this time as well. So... Good time to be out there on the river, day or night. All right, let's keep going. So, RFVIVG says, what levels do you recommend for Jewfish? I recommend soft plastics, um, paddle tail lures. My favorite is the squidgy fish in 80 mil in Silver Fox. Uh, closely followed by, I'd say, um, any, any of the Z-mans in the 3 or the 4 inch. Haven't found the perfect color yet that I, you know, that I think outperforms the rest, but any of the natural ones, 
or the brown colors. Anything with sparkles as well. I like lures that have sparkle. I feel like it makes it look less fake and is more lively. That's just a, yeah, that's just a belief of mine. All right, let's keep going here. So Z says, ah, oh, yeah, made it. How's it going? Yes, good, good, good to see you tonight, Z. Yes, I'm, I'm going, I'm going great tonight. All right, let's keep going. So guys, I'm just going to skip some messages. Post them up again if I've missed your question. Uh, Neb Havoc says, I heard cuttlefish are better than squid for kings. Do you agree? I personally haven't used it, used enough cuttlefish to know. But yeah, that is definitely a common belief. Oscar Wells asks, do you fish for drummer? No, I haven't fished for drummer. Nox says, I have practices, but only have ever landed two undersized. So that, uh, I think that might be about brim. Yeah, just keep trying, mate. That's all I can say. Big or small, it's almost the same. Nova, Shrim, you should go to Silverwater Bridge, maybe brim quarter, 45 centimeter brim there. Yep, on the cards. Got a 64 on a Z-Man grub in Bloodworm, says Kid Fisho. Oscar Wells, have you fished in Brisbane waters? I can't remember. I've been up that way. I may I may actually have fished Brisbane waters for Flathead. Okay, let's keep going. So Z says, hey Shroom, I placed an order for the Z-Man watermelon color. These brim ain't getting away, getting away next weekend. Ah, oh, yeah, definitely not. Hell no, they're not getting away from um, Z-Man Watermelon Red. So I did uh, put a little bit of a joke in my last video. Yeah, leave some, on the, leave some packs on the rack for me, guys. No, I'm kidding, guys. If you see any, make sure you grab them. I find that um, most places overstock watermelon, uh, not watermelon, they overstock motor oil because of its reputation. But, you know, what's wrong with Watermelon Red? Watermelon Red catches pretty much half the fish on this channel, at least in the past two months. Can't go wrong. Like I said, for some reason, it seems to be... It, it, it's just caught so many fish that it's just become my go-to. And again, this lure's got red sparkles. And you guys know what I think about lures that have sparkles. Just makes it look more lively. I find... I find uh, motor oil's great too, of course. You can't, can't, can't knock motor oil. It's UV... You know, it's UV active. But yeah, it doesn't have those sparkles, does it? Just a, you know, just a different option if you can't get motor oil. All right, on to the next. Nox says, Shroom, you need a partner for this live chat. Well, uh, yeah, I've been, um, I've been thinking about how to, how, how, you know, how to do these live streams. So far, I'm okay juggling the conversation, but I think one of these days I'm going to get um, AKA Mike's fishing on. I think he, um, he was interested, he was keen when I last uh, mentioned this to him. Haven't been in contact. Uh, I've been extremely busy with a few things. Um, but yeah, I think, um, yeah, he might be my first guest on here. So, But the, the problem is it's not going to be easy unless I use this program to, to stream. So yeah, I've been playing around with some other programs to see if I can make it like look a little bit more professional. But so far, this has been okay putting the chat on, you know, sharing half the screen with my cam. All right, Enter the Dragon says, any chance in the near future you you can do another video of AKA Mike? The answer to that's it, that is yes. Um, he, he's been asking me to come up every couple of weeks. So I'm going to be coming up one of these days, going up to the entrance. Or if he comes back down, 
yeah, no, there, there'd be no problem if I'm if I'm available. We'll definitely hit it again. Uh, we're both keen. We're both fishing nuts. We both enjoyed each other's company. Both dying to get back out on the river, and yeah, and produce some good videos for you guys. But yeah, that's definitely a guarantee that it's gonna happen. It's just a matter of when. Hopefully, very very soon. Anton says, "Hey Pete, how are you? I'm good, mate." Um, cold weather is coming. What's your target on cold weather? Look, when the weather changes, the species do change. You get more blackfish. And in the last maybe three years, you're still getting kings, which is weird, right? So I would say that my focus is probably going to change towards kings if I can get them in the winter. Several, like I think maybe five years ago, that wasn't the case. Everyone considered them a summer species. These days, it, it almost doesn't even matter what the season is. I, I feel like the colder the season, the more likely you're going, to pick, you're going to be able to spot them in the water and where they're busting up. Salmon is another, is another target. This year, I'm going to see if I can run into some salmon schools, land-based. Trevally, that's another good species. I think I had a few, few videos targeting, targeting them at the end of winter or the start of spring on the channel off... Um, yeah, just 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 off Botany Bay, just in well, so inside Botany Bay, but just off the you know, off the beach area on the groins. I'm gonna be doing more of that. Okay, next, let's keep going. Uh, sweet. Uh, let's keep going, keep going. I saw Mike yesterday. It looks way different in real life. Okay. Um. Uh, yeah, I don't know. He he kind of looks the same as he does on video. He's a big guy. Uh, let's keep going. Oliver Perrins asks, do you have any tips for paddle tail lure fishing at Botany? Well, first of all, it doesn't matter where you're fishing, whether it's the Botany system or the Sydney Harbour system. It's going to be the same. I would say that learn to double hop them if you can. You don't uh, slow. Uh, okay, so first of all, the actions that I recommend with paddle tail lures there's, there's probably like two that you have great input in, which is slow lift, that being the first, and second being a double hop or double lift. With a slow lift, everyone gets that right. It's just how much line slack they have at the end of the retrieve that might determine whether they're going to detect the bite instantly from when they cease imparting the action or whether they're going to pick up the, you know, the feel again a second later because of their line management. Uh, when it comes to the double lift, some uh, you got to pay attention to which way the current's going as well. I find that if the current's coming out of sideways direction and you got a really long paddle tail and you flick it too hard, then it's going to be really unnatural and you got to slow it down. Another way you could um, cater to that would be to angle it slightly to the side so you're not completely perpendicular to the water. So if the current's flowing this way, whoops, <laughs> I don't want to do that. Current's going this way and your lure is there, and you hop it like that, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be doing something weird, especially after about three hops, it's going to be behind you on the side. It's unnatural. Some fish will hit it, Jews won't hit it. So you probably want to just angle it, you know, from the direction that the, the water's coming from, the current, and so by the time you get to where you are at your feet, it's largely still in front of you. So that is, you know, you can influence that with the, the speed at which you hop it. Too fast and, you know, you're going to encounter problems, like I said. It's not going to look natural. 
that's not what you want. So you got to slow that down just that tad. All right, so what's all this? Uh, let's put that up. Okay, so I've got some, I'll just, I guess there's nothing wrong with that comment there. Um, fish with a fan competition? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that just yet, given the current um, situation, but look, I'm definitely going to organize another group fish one of these days. Okay. Let's keep going here. Let me see if I can find a good question. Uh, all right, so I think I've answered a bunch of these ones. Okay. Novo asks, not or swivel for tying main, um, all right, just lost that, main line to leader. All right, so if you're, if you're tying braid to leader, fluorocarbon or mono, which could be, um, you know, if you're bait fishing, I think that's okay if you trust the strength on the braid to swivel side. Personally, I don't do that. I'd still tie a knot. I, I basically tie a leader knot to some fluorocarbon and then I tie the fluorocarbon to a swivel if I'm bait fishing. If I'm lure fishing, then the swivel is not even a part of my dictionary because you're talking about really faint taps and you're talking about visually watching your line. If you put something that weighs about a gram or two, that's a dampener. So it, it acts as a dampener effect on your bite detection. So that's why I don't use a swivel when it comes to lure fishing. But for bait fishing, I think that's fine. It can manage line twist. And you know, you can tie it off and tie a pattern off that way if you want like another line coming off that too. All right, so let's keep going here. Uh, what's, uh, all right, so just scanning through the questions, guys. So what do you reckon I should use tomorrow? Botany, soft plastic, gravel, paddles, tail. Um, I find that if the, if, the, if the weather is a bit harsh, a paddle tail is probably better because paddle tail lures sink a little bit faster than the grub. So what that means is you're going to have a bit more weight of, you know, pulling the line through the water. I don't know if that's enough to counteract the wind completely. But that's that's some I think my thought process as well. Especially if I, you know, when I fish for brim, I'm using 116th ounce jig heads, right? You'll notice, yeah, guys, you'll notice I barely step that up to 112th ounce or 18th. It's always pretty much glued on 116th ounce. I don't have any lighter jig heads, but I'll probably go lighter too. But the Z-Mans are too buoyant for 162 uh, ounce. So I, I basically just use 116. With the buoyancy effect of the Z-Mans, it kind of makes it seem a bit lighter as well when the fish pick it up. So it, it, it's a matter of what the fish thinks or thinks and feels when it picks up the lure. I find if it's light, they hold onto it a fraction longer. It feels more natural. When it's heavy, they drop it quickly. But when it comes to like um, windy conditions, just just to answer your question, paddle tail lures. I use the slim swims in uh, two, I think what's it called, two and a half or three inch, the the Z-Man ones, the slim swims, paddle tails over the grubs when it's windier. The grubs sink a bit slower, so it's harder to visually spot what's going on. They both work, of course, but you're likely to set the hook 
on a paddle tail, in my opinion, or at least for me anyway, I'm likely to see something happening with a sinking paddle tail if it's extremely windy. All right, let's keep going here. Dean's Roniatus. Sorry, I butchered your name, Dean. Loving your videos. Keep up the good work. Thank you very much. Okay, let's keep going. Nova says, I just started using poppers and metals to cut my first tailor. Yes, good stuff there. Uh, sweet Bowie, Quan, James, should I use? Okay, all right, that's not directed at me. All right, look, let's look for some shroom ones. So shroom, Michael Jeremy, how's it going, brother? Says, shroom fishing brim in the colder water, water temperature, say now compared to warmer weather of last month, is any difference in technique? I hear in cold temperatures, they are much deeper. All right, good question. That's like the flavor of this, um, of this stream. So, technique-wise, I tone it down, you know, I tone it down one notch. Not as uh, erratic, not as many hops. Increase the frequency and the period of the pauses. Give them time to think about the food. Look, if they're cold and they're lethargic, they're not moving as fast. Everything's happening a lot slower. So you give them more time to, to think about it. Even if they are hungry and you're moving the lure a bit too fast, they're going to ignore it because the energy they spend chasing that lure down that's darting up three meters off the bottom, they're not going to take that. It's, it's the trade-off as well. So it's kind of like flathead, how they say, always oh, use big baits if you want to catch big flathead. A flathead's not going to break its um, camouflage point if it's been sitting there for like three hours waiting for a big mullet and a tiny, you know, shrimp goes across its face. It's not going to react to that. The energy trade-off isn't worth it. Same thing when it comes to cold weather fishing. I think that it plays a huge role. You definitely need to tone down your technique, slow everything down, give them time, make it seem more enticing. The energy they spend for that quick morsel, that quick bite, is definitely less is definitely more more rewarding than the small amount of energy they spent to chase that down. Um, the the brim definitely do go much deeper uh, in the in the in the colder months. I believe the water's uh, warmer the deeper you go down, especially yeah the air temperature gets really cold, and also when they start to you know start to move towards their breeding grounds and towards the mouth of rivers, that's generally deeper areas as well. So I'd say, yeah, definitely in general. They're not hunting along the shoreline as often. All right, let's keep going. So, all right, so top three Trevally. Okay, so, well, I can't really give top three Trevally lures. Everyone says to use big, bigger lures than the ones that I use. I just get all of them on bycatch using grubs. I find they like grubs and slim swims and um, small squidgy prawn lures. They like small gulps. Small flick baits, they like um, pal baits, just anything small that you would catch brim, but you but you have the potential to work them out a little bit faster through the deeper water. Don't really have, yeah, I guess I don't really have a top three. I can only give you recommendations there. All right, let's get going. Uh, you guys know me, okay. All right, that's probably not directed at me. Okay, let's keep going. Craig Kahuna says, do you ever target blackfish? 
I think I'm going to make some videos on targeting blackfish very shortly. Got some people that I fish with that, um, they used to do it in the past, but they, yeah, they haven't done it for a few years. And I think it'd be good to just, um, you know, make an, it would make an interesting video, use a bit of weed, see how much, um, what kind of scores we get, how, what kind of numbers. So when you target blackfish and you can get like a good burly trail going, you can really get, you know, a lot of them. I, I've only caught, like I've caught plenty on plastics. I can tell you that they really, for some reason, like to hit brown and green grub tail lures up, up a river. I find that that's um, how I target them, but I, I'm assuming you mean bait. So I'm definitely going to do one of those videos very shortly. Daniel Urisic says, how's the exist going? How do you rate it? Uh, the exist is going okay. I think um, it's faring better than my 15 exist. One, um, one issue that I did have with it is that the line roller got um, a little bit noisy from the get-go. It didn't take many sessions before it started making a little bit of a noise, which generally means that either the line roller is seizing or, you know, you've got some salt crystals or, you know, a bit of particulate matter that has managed to wedge itself within the, you know, the, the cover of the line roller. But besides from that, it's still, it still seems to be working pretty well. There's no corrosion on the, um, on the magnesium body. Now on the, just at the base of the real stem, there's like that triangular hole. It looks very nice. And I thought that that might've been like a place where salt might aggregate, but so far it's been okay. So there hasn't been any sign of corrosion on the body as of yet, because as you guys know, that's one of, that's been one of the big changes of, of the exist. They, they went back to the magnesium body, which I do like. I definitely do like that. That's more like the freshwater Stella. Magnesium bodied reel feels really nice. It feels more substantial in the hand. Um, yeah, and that's uh, that's an improvement over Zayon, I'd say. It, definitely, the fifteen did feel a bit bit cheap, but you know, it's it it did it did last. I felt like the the fifteen exists got did got a little bit grindy towards the end there, but um, no, yeah, not too bad. Not too bad considering that it's a finesse reel and, you know, I hook plenty of like bycatch that it shouldn't be handling, such as like salmon or kings or whatever. And, that, you know, a, a 1,000, 2,000 size light reel like that is not supposed to be, you know, pulling in fish like that season after season. All right, let's keep going down. Okay, let's see. What's the next good question here? What's the next one? All right, no, I definitely, uh, guys, I definitely have to get better at uh, following, um, following how the chat's going. I'm <laughs> just getting overwhelmed by these, uh, by these questions. So yeah, bear with me, guys. Yeah, and if you guys are enjoying the show, you like my content, and you're new here, subscribe. Of course, subscribe. You can always support me that way. Um, yeah, but watching my videos is good support too. If you want to support me in other ways, I've got that membership program. Just click on the join button. Have a look at that if that's for you. You can also support me with a super chat. Up to you. Anyway, let's continue. Um, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Amir says, what has to be your favorite fish in the estuary? Starts with M, ends in Alloway. All right. Um, next, let's keep going. Midi says, hi, Shun, do you have any sponsors or have you ever been sponsored? Yes, I did a, I did a sponsored video for SPF Lures. I think that was good, but I was, um, I guess, 
it's a little bit paranoid. I didn't want to like uh, betray you guys or feel like I was selling you guys out. I didn't know how to deal with that at that time. That was my first experience. But yes, that'd be my first and only um, sponsored material on this channel as of this moment. Okay, let's keep going. So, uh, Daiwa Real Clicker is you. Okay. Uh, next, Vaz 1984. When did you first start fishing or why? I started, well, I started fishing from, I guess, when I was a young child. Fish for brim off the George's River with bait. Had a hand line tied pretty much anything that I found, whether from my dad's tackle box or off the ground, discarded hooks and, you know, sinkers and floats. Craziest contraption. I think all I caught were either tiny brim or catfish. So yeah, that's 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 basically my start to fishing in life. Um, yeah, I got started because my dad loved fishing, and I love fishing, so I continued um, pretty much from high school. I think about year nine and up, kind of started to yeah find some people, find some friends that like to fish, and yeah, away way we went. Okay. Uh, let's let's check this out. So Nock Fam says Daiwa Clicker isn't as loud as Shimano. I'm so upset. I bought a BG and a Legalis, and Clicker is half the Shimano. Maybe cheat range. LOL. Your exist is so much louder, and that's music. Yeah, I, I think um, it's not this the loudness. Okay, yeah. So the loudness of the um, of the real. I I don't think it's dependent upon the price. It's just how how it's designed and how the parts mesh together. So in the Daiwa reel, they've got that, they've, they've got on the shaft like a really thin piece of metal. It's like a ring like that. And it basically goes along a ridged surface inside underneath the spool. And so that's how the drag sound occurs. In the Shimano, it's like a clip. It's like a really small like hook kind of clip. And wait, I can't try to wait. Let, let me let me just let me just confirm with a seller here. So I definitely know it's a clip. I just can't remember what's on the other side. Yeah, so I don't know if you guys can see that in there. So right under there, there's that clip. And that basically goes along this black part here which is ridged. So that's how the Shimano's work. I guess that's why the sounds, they're unique across the reels. So it depends upon, yeah, it, it just depends upon the reel you buy. The material of the spool, the position of the, you know, the part that's supposed to come into contact with the spool. All right, let's just get that out of the way. Matt MM says, we love that you fish in places. We can all fish in Sydney. Thanks, Shroom. I appreciate that comment. Yeah, definitely. I um, I just fish in all the regular places, pretty much um, down the road from everyone where everyone lives, all the popular spots that people walk by. Okay, let's keep going. Okay, next next comment. Where is it coming from? So the next com comment is coming from Michael Jerman. He says, "Cheers, mate." I think that was probably directed at my previous comments. He says, gonna run into one day on the para, I'm sure. Yes, you guys will definitely find me out on the river. It's not hard. If you're out there, if you're out there, you'll definitely find me at some stage. Definitely come up and say hi. 
Sam17 says, hey, bro, love the vids. Thank you very much, Sam. Uh, let's keep going here. So James Klein, Mac Drag different once spooled up. Okay, that's probably not the record of me. No versus Dial versus Shimano. Uh, look, guys, just take your pick. I did put up... Um, I did put up a Daiwa or Shimano poll on the community tab. And uh, right out of the gate, it was something like 60% Daiwa, 40% Shimano, something like that. And like, okay, that doesn't add to 100%, but there was like a few percent of Abgasi or other, other types of brands. But short, slowly but surely, by the end of the poll, it was like 60% Shimano and then 40% um, of subscribers preferred Daiwa. So yeah, it's getting pretty tight in, in, in the Daiwa versus Shimano sweepstakes here. In fact, um, it's serious business, isn't it, Novo? Because uh, in my, in my um, Weeper video, <laughs> a couple of us were having arguments on Daiwa versus Shimano. It was like a pretty funny segment that I had in my Weeper video. So if you guys want to check that out, when you click on my channel, it's that video that's playing, that one hour video. Towards the end, there is um, a little section where we, you know, there's a bit of a tiff between two of the, two of the members on the trip over their allegiances to their brands. It, it was very interesting and very um, enlightening to just sit back and watch. Luke Vladko says, best lure for brim at night. Best lure? Um, the Z-Man. I think, uh, yeah, the Z-Man uh, Slim Swims. Probably, probably watermelon red, I'd say. Yeah, watermelon red. I do like um, bloodworm as well. So watermelon red, bloodworm in the grubs or the slim swims. But right now I'm liking the slim swim. For whatever reason, it seems to be working. It's got that quicker action through the water. All right, let's keep going. Aiden, if there, is any, if there was anything you knew before you started fishing, what would it be? Oh, okay. Um, how to tie a leader knot. Because I lost so many good fish when I first transitioned into lure fishing that it just wasn't funny. Um, that is why I use the FG knot, guys. Because every knot that I tried to learn to tie, it just failed me. And... Um, Basically, from the moment that I started lure fishing, I transitioned to chasing Jewfish very quickly because some of my mates were doing it. And um, I lost so many, so many times that they said, oh, you're going to get your first year. And then, boom, busted off right away after a massive run. I lost so many of that. I just kept upgrading my gear, but I never upgraded my knots. It was only after a while that I realized that, no, hang on. This knot's a problem. And so I went from double uni to slim beauty to some japanese version of the slim beauty that i saw on plat and then finally to an fg and the fg did me extremely well from then i've not had any issues so i would say if there's anything a good knot is uh what i was missing i wish i knew how to tie a good knot because it probably was worth half a year worth of pain losing good fish midi asks could you do some more Cooks River Fishing. Yes, certainly. I'll be doing more of that. Um, let's keep going here. So, what species, what fish species is on your bucket list um, to catch? 
All right, guys, now before I answer this question, if you guys got anything that you want to ask me, yeah, go ahead. Anything about tips and techniques or, you know, fishing for brim at night or fishing at night in general, because that's uh, the, you know, that's the theme of tonight's talk. Also, if you guys have any ideas on how I can improve the stream, besides obviously bringing on like an, another another guest, I'd happy, uh, you know, I'm happy to consider it and I'm happy to do that. I did think about maybe like, um, getting some people to submit pictures of their catches during the week or during the month and, you know, give a little story and then they can get their five minutes of, you know, time on the, on the stream or, you know, whatever. I think that's something that's fun and easy to do. Um, yeah. Any, if you guys have any ideas, definitely uh, let me know. Now, getting back to the question, I want to catch, um, I actually want to catch a long tail. I, I lost a good long tail in Weeper, and uh, yeah, I was um, I was distraught at that time. We were, we were catching long tails. We were chasing the bus stops. We were just basically flying from bus stop to bus stop every time they were coming up, and they were smashing these schools of bait, which I can't remember what they were. They were some kind of some kind of fish that looked like yakkers. Um, we were hooking up, but the the one chance that I got. So the problem was that my knots. Yeah, here's the story again. My not failed. My FG failed, but only on heavy gear. So let me just qu qualify what I said before. It failed only on that one trip. I don't know, for whatever reason, it was a braid that I wasn't accustomed to. It was um, at a line class that I, you know, I'm not comfortable with. It was on my Catalina um, with the Saltiga rod. We were really casting really heavy metals and, you know, lures really with heavy gear that I'm not that familiar with. And I did encounter some problems there. And the one time that I did hook up to a long tail, I fought it for, I can't remember how long now, it's probably like 10 minutes and it got me. Ended up losing it. I was distraught uh, because I got to see the fish as well. Got to see the fish. Uh, it was right by, you know, you know, when you first hook up, if you go really hard, the fish comes in close, just like a kingfish. Same thing, you get to see it. But then once it realizes that you're packing some heat, you know, Catalina, on a saltiga, of course it's going to go 100%, 110%. After that, just never saw the fish again. Yeah. <laughs> one day, guys, one day. That's uh, that's one one fish species. On the... It's only a it's only a long tail, but uh, this this one would mean a lot. It would have been years of pain. I can put that you know put a closure to that story. Um. In Sydney, I'd like to, well, I guess you could catch them in Sydney, but let's just say like, I'm probably going to catch that up the coast if I was to catch a long tail, not right here in Sydney. Um, I'd like to catch, um, yeah, another fish I'd like to catch would be John Dory. I think I mentioned that in the last video as well. So got to come up with an idea, come up with a plan, choose a good spot, choose a good harbour wharf, get some yakkers maybe slow them down by trimming their tails or something you know something like that and uh see see how we go i think i might be doing that at some stage in the summer months ron hasagawa asks bucket list location to fish well now that i've been to weeper i do want to go back but this time um, i want to head south i ended up heading up north and then going back into weeper harbor and spending the last couple of days there we never we never went south on my first trip up there. So I do want to go back. That's still on the bucket list. I'd like to also go to um, 
uh, what's it called? Xmouth in WA. So everyone's read about it. I want to go there, see what it's all about. Looks like a really good, you know, just another destination just like Weeper in Australia. I think Australia's got plenty of good destinations. They're the top two. I guess they're a bit touristy. Well, in terms of like fishermen, some of the more popular spots, but yeah, probably number one, I want to go back to Weeper. A lot of the boys want to go back because we felt like we've got some um, unfinished business up that end. And then, uh, yeah, maybe um, Xmouth would be spot number two. But I guess like, uh, yeah, I'm still thinking about that long tail, aren't I? <laughs> it's, it's causing me to lose it a little bit here. All right, okay, next. Let's get over that. Um, Aiden says, Haha, solid work, bro. Love your vids. Thank you, Aiden. Thanks a lot. Luke Vladko, best hard body for flathead. Um, I guess the Daiwa double clutch in the medium size. I think 95 mil it is. I, they're really good. All right, let's keep going. Shroom says, uh, Nova says, Shroom, you have to admit Daiwa greater than Shimano. Well, I'll leave that, you know, I'll leave that debate an open-ended discussion. I like uh, both gear. You guys know that. I use both gear here. Um, I might have a preference in my heart. I don't know if anyone knows, but, you know, I, I like both gear. And I'm just going to leave it at that before um, we descend into a bar fight here. Okay, let's keep going. Azakan Gaming. How's it going? And he says, you can improve the stream by catching carp from Para River and eating it raw, fresh out of the water. <laughs> Alright, how much uh, will, you be, will you pay me to do that? Because uh, it's going to take a lot of money for me to do something like that. I'll, I don't think I'll do that. Yeah, nah, I think that's a, a bit much for me. All right, let's keep going. Michael says, hey, Shroom, got some white and some navy blue grubs. Can you catch stuff off those colors? Uh, yes, of course you can. I think white is just one of the more natural colors. There's nothing wrong with white. Uh, navy blue. I don't use um, blue grubs, but... I can't see why they wouldn't work. I've caught fish on, you know, pink grubs, for example. That seems a little bit more far-fetched as a color. And brim still do take blues that are pink. Yeah, I, I'd say, uh, yeah, there's no reason why they wouldn't work. I think white might be a better choice out of the two colors there, though. <clears throat> Especially, like, downstream. Downstream, white is a fantastic color. Upriver, I wouldn't, you know, white still works, but downriver... Towards the mouth, white is... There's nothing wrong with white. In fact, that's probably one of the better colors. Enter the Dragon Shroom. Are you making any money on YouTube? Yeah, barely. Barely any money. Uh, ad revenue. And you guys know I don't put ads in the middle of videos either. So I doubt I'm, I don't, I'm not making very much here. Um, definitely, yeah, definitely not enough money. But, you know... I'm not on I'm not on this to make money. Like I made videos before. Like I said, I I, I made videos of um. What did I start making videos of? Skateboarding. That was the first thing I made on Facebook. I even made a wedding video at some stage. Um, 
I just like making videos. And then I did some game videos, which I put up on YouTube. And then I realized, hey, look, I do so much fishing and I see so much on the river. Why don't I just produce a few fishing videos? Yeah, and that's how I started. Okay, let's keep going. Midi, when you go for brim and you use 1 16th jig head, don't you think that it doesn't cast far enough sometimes? Every time. Look, it doesn't matter if you're casting 5 meters or 50 meters. You always feel like, I can get that extra few meters. There's more fish out there than, than, it is, than there is right where my lure dropped. But I know compared to a lot of my friends when I fish with them side by side. Now, I don't want to brag, but I feel like I've got a strong arm. <laughs> but... I definitely get a few meters on them most of the time. Most people I fish with, I get a few extra meters. And I don't think that I catch all that, you know, all that much more than the person next to me. So I don't think it really matters. In fact, you want to be working the areas close to shore. But I don't want to cast right into the areas right on the shore because, first of all, you don't get to work the lure. And second of all, they have to hit it right away. And if you drop it on top of their head, you're probably going to spook them. So what you do is you put it behind. So that's why you get a far cast out and then you work your way in. That's just not going to spook them. It's going to be a lot more natural. I think that um, you're always going to feel like you don't cast far enough with 1 16th ounce jig heads. But even if you're going 80% with a cast, it's more than far enough. Putting in 80% effort or 90% effort in the cast versus 110% effort, you're only getting a few extra meters from when you're casting at 90%. I think if you want to get more distance, get a longer rod. Seven, you know, seven foot six. I've been thinking about getting a seven foot six for some, you know, some types of fishing instead of, you know, my regular seven foot rods and maybe dropping the, the poundage of the braid because some, you know, all braids aren't equal. If you get a thinner braid and in particular a smoother braid, you can get a lot more distance. Out of all the braids that I've used, the one that I'm using now, I would say isn't necessarily a great casting braid in Sunline Castaway PE 0.6 at 10 pound. IGFA rated, so it says 10, but you know, it's 0.6, just like the rest of these other braids. It's pretty rough. It's not super smooth. It's like an eight out of 10 smoothness or a nine out of 10 smoothness. If you get something like um, Ghost and Casting 8 or OH Dragon, uh, what is it, YGK? Yeah, YGK OH Dragon. That's probably the smoothest spray that I've, that I've ever used. In fact, um, it's so smooth that you kind of get scared that it's not going to hold up. So a smoother braid in conjunction with a longer rod We'll definitely see a huge improvement in uh, casting distance if you think that you're not casting far enough. In case that was a problem. All right, Faz, nineteen eighty four says one sixteenth casts fine on small reel and six pound braid. Yes, that's uh, uh, yes, that's true. I might say a little bit more about that, but I'll just finish this comment so as long as it's not windy or wind is behind you. Yeah. Okay. So. You can get more distance if the reel matches the rod. 
So what I mean by that is I'm not talking about the like the weight of the you know the reel versus the weight of the rod. You have to look at the position of the stripper guide. I see I see rods which have small stripper guides and it's you know low against the rod, and that definitely indicates that it needs a smaller reel. Otherwise, the angle between the rest of the line going through the guides and the reel, the bail arm, is too great that it greatly reduces its distance. If the if the stripper guide is larger, which is what's happening to a lot more of the, for example, the Daiwa the Daiwa rods these days, they have massive stripper guides on the light range. They seem to yeah, they they seem to take two and a half thousand reels instead of one thousand or two thousand more readily, and so the angle through the guides is much better. But if if you weren't going to determine, you know the you know, the compatibility and the casting distance in that way. In general, a larger spool diameter reel is going to have a better casting performance than a smaller reel, just on that alone. Because the tighter you wind the line along the spool, it's just, there's just more friction of it leaving the spool when you cast. And the line speed. You can, you can achieve greater line speeds uh, if the spool diameter is larger. I don't know if that's like makes sense or anything, but that's these, these are just everything that I think. I don't know if I've ever read anything about this anywhere. I know that guide distance and guide foot lengths and whatever is a thing, but yeah, that's um that's what I think at the moment. And yeah, that's um I've noticed that on some of the rods now they're starting to get larger larger guide foots in the especially in the dial range. I I don't have a Shimano rod right now, so I can't say, but I know like with my with my current Daiwa Battler and the Gekka AGS, they have pretty small um, stripper guides. And I have put two and a half thousand reels on them and they don't, well, I, I guess the, the bay was okay, but definitely on the Gekka, there's something going wrong. If I cast really hard, you're probably going to end up with a massive tangle. If you go hundred, you go full tilt and just haul it. All right, let's keep going. Um, Vazline84 says, I use 112 90% of the time. Yeah, it's a good weight. I use that when I chase uh, trout because, oh, especially when I go TCD because a lot of it is really deep water. And I still want to use two and a half, three inch lure presentations. But 116th ounce seems a bit bit light for the depth that we're dealing with there. So 112th, great. Also for bass, if you want to just like, switch it up a bit for bass using the same kinds of lures. They, they take all the brim lures, so I still use 112th. Sometimes 1/8 for bass, but 112th is a good in the middle weight. Okay, uh, Griffco says, you know what's incredible, Shroom? Check out the brimming in Japan, some absolute stonkers. Yes, uh, I think, uh, yes, Griffco, I think I'm subscribed to you. Uh, William, William Davis, so how's it going? Uh, yeah, shout out to shout out to William Davis there. So if you guys are interested, he does a he does a few fishing videos. He's currently um setting up his boat, so you might want to check out his wares. Um, there was a I forgot the name. I had a subscriber from Japan that that was commenting every video. Um, up until probably the last several videos, and I've got the name of the fish that he that he referred to the brim as. So yeah, I was I was aware of the brim. They looked very similar. But I did not know that they grew that big. I forgot the name. 
yeah, I just I just forgot the name of the fish. And they also have something that looks just like a flathead as well. It's crazy. Um, all right, let's keep going. Oh, just lost um, lost my place in the in the chat. So guys, yes, hope you guys are enjoying the show. Looks like there's still some more questions. So yeah, I'm gonna keep going until you guys run out of questions. But yeah, if you're enjoying it and you're new here, subscribe. I'm Shroom. Support the channel. Like the video um, if you want. You can become a member. You know, obviously, you don't. You know, that's just uh, optional, of course. Become a Shroom Club member. Click the join button. Have a look. Um, I also have the feature enabled for a while now, the super chat system. You can support the channel through that way as well. All right, okay. Luke Blacko says, the squid are on in Sydney Harbour, you make a video. Well, you know, in the, in, in the months in autumn, the squid get big. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> it's a good time to get massive calamari. Now, I haven't been keeping up with the reports, but um, they should still be about at this stage, I would say. But generally, month of April, May, June, you're getting the massive aircraft carriers. Um, I need a yeah. There's so much, guys, it's basically, there's just so much I want to do, but, you know, being stuck behind. Well, these are, actually, I have gone out now. I've gone out at night. That's why, if you guys have seen my last couple of videos have been at night I've been very responsible only going out at really bad hours just trying to avoid the general population you know just doing my my bit to you know stay safe but yeah I, I really should go and uh, check out what the hell this how this how the squidettes are going because yeah, I, would, I would not mind a big squid right now all right let's keep going Eddie M says shroom what would you recommend to do when the bike gets tough have you tried different locations but i found the bite extremely tough over the past few weeks two and a half rubs and slim swims are my go-to i would say that i've only started fishing in the past couple of weeks but the bite has been extremely good <laughs> i've not found the bite to be bad at all in fact I did mention that I got a PV brim in amongst like some other really nice fish. Um, I won't ruin it, obviously. I'm not going to say because the videos are coming up very shortly. But um, I would say that maybe you're just getting a bit unlucky and you just need to keep trying. There are definitely some quality fish out there, especially brim right now. I'm still catching plenty of flathead. Good size, 40 to 50 centimeter flathead. But the brim, they're in oversized mode right now. They're... They should be breeding soon, right? But they're still around. So make the most of them while they're still here. I think, you know, I I, I think now if you go catch a brim, there's a good chance that it's going to be a massive one at this stage. Yeah, if, if you guys notice, I'm pausing because I don't want to ruin too many surprises with the videos coming up, but just get out there. Get out there, chase some brim. Use your two and a half grubs. Use your slim swims. Um, I don't think you're doing anything wrong. Just keep persisting, Eddie. I believe you can do it. I believe you're going to find success very shortly. Maybe, obviously, not during this weekend when it's this windy. You're not going to be able to. You're not going to be able to fool the bigger brim if you can't really control the lure. You have to be striking really quick and fast. And any tiny nudge, it could be, could be a fish of a lifetime. All right, now I've said it. Okay. Um, 
Knock fam says my mom caught a 78. What? 78 centimeter brim. Uh it's shifting daughter. It was a okay. Oh, okay, all right. Flatty. Okay, okay. I was about to say, guys, who believes that? <laughs> 78 said, oh, look, no. 78 flathead. That is a great fish. Um I think one uh, I think one of my friends dropped a a big flathead in the last two weeks as well. So it's a good time for them. I haven't caught a big flathead yet, so guys. No big flathead in the upcoming videos. But, you know, there's some big other things coming up. All right. Okay, let's keep going. Oh, we're getting to the end, aren't we? Are we? Okay. So, let's keep going. So, there's some chatter there about something else. Ron Hasegawa has another question. Thoughts on eating pelagic species of fish in the harbour? All right. So, I know where this question's going. So, basically, this is what happens, right? So, the eating recommendations are... To only consume fish in moderate um, portions or like defined portions in grams from particular species, the DPR recommends if it comes east of the Harbour Bridge. But as you know, that's just like, you know, fish don't sit in one spot, um, especially pelagics. If you catch a kingfish up at um, Kissing Point, then... Um, you know, that's west of the Harbour Bridge. So does that mean you can't consume that? Well, I don't know. I, I, I think these these rules are very general. And I, you know, like I, I personally don't eat the fish, but I can't really see a problem with that if it's a pelagic like a kingfish that's gone up the river. Now, if it's gone up Alexandria Canal or if it's gone up Homebush Bay, I'm probably, like, personally, if I was to eat a fish, I'd be a little more hesitant, just knowing the area. But then again, like he's, like everyone knows, the fish move around. How do you know the one that you caught east of the Harbour Bridge wasn't five minutes ago up Haslam's Creek in Homebush Bay? You don't know. Um, if you catch, like, you know, a flathead, okay, fair enough. It's probably been in that area and east of the Harbour Bridge for most of its life if it's caught near the coast. If it's, you know a kingfish or a salmon, well, they probably weren't there this morning or last night. They were probably somewhere else. All right. Okay, so are we getting to the end here? No, there's still some more. Okay, you guys are definitely on. Uh, got a lot of questions for me tonight, but yeah, that's good. That's that's excellent. So I promised uh, one, of the, one of the viewers, one of the subscribers, that I'll at least make it an hour long because he says he listens to it on the way to work and his work trip is uh, at least an hour. So he doesn't listen to the radio. He listens to, to, the, to the stream. All right, so we've, we've, we, smashed, um, we smashed one hour. I can't remember how long the last stream was last week. or not last week, the, the previous stream, but I think it was about this time. Okay, let's keep going. Let's see what's coming up. What's the next question here? Let me scan through. All right. Um, Yemen says, have you ever caught any monster cuttlefish land-based? Uh, no, I haven't caught a, cuttle, a, a large cuttlefish land-based or off the boat. One day. Might, might, might see what, you know, what they're all about. I, I keep hearing that they've got unlimited um, supply, an unlimited supply of ink. I'd like to see that. Would make an interesting video. All right, next. Um, all right, so ooh, someone's got some jewies. So Nox says he's got some small jewies. So where were they talking about? Let's just suss that out. Okay, Lansvale. All right, so Chipping Norton. All right, okay. Um, all right, so got sidetracked there. 
Enter the dragon stream. Are we gonna have a meet and greet with all your subs? Yes. One day. Again, we're gonna do it again. When this is all safe, at the next subscriber, well, at the next sub um, goal, I'm gonna do another one. And um, going by how many people we had in the first one, it's gonna be crazy. I don't know if there's a spot in Sydney that could cater to everyone, because that warp was literally chockers. Um, I think I don't even know if I could bring a rod to <laughs> to a meet and greet at this stage, but we'll see. We'll 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 do something. We'll figure out something. We'll have some fun. Um, last, you know, the last sub meet, I basically was there just to have a talk with everyone. I did obviously. I did do a little bit of fishing. My my friend Jason, he did most of the fishing for me because I told him that look, I can fish any time, but this is the one time that some of these people are out here uh, to to have a chat to meet. So yeah, I definitely spend all my i'm definitely going to spend all my time with you guys if when i organize the next one uh you guys definitely would not be disappointed all right let's keep going so luke blacko what braid should i get for my 2000 daiwa caldia um well first of all let's get the specs right 0 0.6 0 0.6 pe and um what else I guess it doesn't matter if you get four strand at this stage on the Diver Keldia. You could get eight strand, but I think four strands okay unless you can find a cheap eight strand. Get something that ties strong knots. Um, you want something reliable. And if you want like a brand suggestion, my favorite braid is probably the Ghost and Eight Casting. I really like that one. Extremely, but it's probably that could be a bit too smooth though. Go with Sunline Castaway. That's what I'm using. So I, I guess I have to recommend what I'm using. Sunline Castaway. 0 0.6 PE. Extremely reliable because it's IGFA related. It won't break over 10, but you know that it's going to... Yeah, it, it, it's very consistent. Not going to have line failures. When you catch brim, you're really pushing the limits of your gear. So you're going to want something that's ultra reliable when you catch that monster which could happen right now. This is the time to chase them. Okay, next. Uh, Griff Glow says, good night, stream, great stream, great info, take it easy. Yes, you too, William. I'll catch you catch you later, mate. All right, let's keep going. Novo says, shroom, I was so annoyed that I lost the big fish, which I think it was a huge tailor because it got up to the surface very quick and started shaking hard, which snapped my line. I'm so annoyed. Can you tell me what it might be? Alright, so I was I was hoping that you would have seen its head if it came up to the surface to shake. If it was subsurface, it would it would be a tailor and less likely a flathead. So they're the two species that I'm tossing up between now, flathead or tailor. If it's shaking its head like a machine gun, like brrr, that's a tailor. Unless it's a massive one. I don't know how like a massive, massive tailor would be. Um, if its head was out of the water, which it sounds like it was, but you couldn't get a good look, that's more something a flathead would do. So when a flathead's head is up, out, ah, when a flathead has its head up out of the water, it changes its angle of its head shake. And that's when it's like razor sharp teeth come in contact with the line. And that's when you're likely to shake it. 
So you'll notice on my channel, I haven't lost. Well, like okay, right, I, first of all, I got to touch wood here. So I haven't lost. I I haven't lost. You know that fish. I haven't lost that fish in that manner, um, because I always keep its head in the water. All right, there we go. Done. <laughs> Knock on wood. <laughs> um, Taylor, I think if it's under the water and shaking, and then it's coming back serrated. That would be the sign that it was a tailor. I guess you can only guess. It could have been, it could have been a multiple, you know, it could have been a multitude of species, but they're my top two guesses. Okay, so Midi says, once you caught a 50 centimeter flatty in a video in the Parramatta River. Yes, probably more than once. Maybe, on, yeah, one of the videos, I guess. There's probably a few of them out there. Um, Hook and Cook says, hi, shout me out. Well, there you go, shouting you out. Evan says, is dead squid and yakka ships good for a jewfish slider rig with a star sinker? Dead squid, yes. Well, if you're going to use a sliding rig or a regular rig, there's nothing wrong with using a dead bait, I guess. You, I mean, you want to basically with a slider rig, you want to deliver a live bait out far and keep it around that general area. I guess it doesn't matter if you use a dead bait and you do that as well. If it were me, I'd just cast it out with with a simpler rig. Because you, you keep tension on the line and then you kind of like slide it down. So, yeah, I, I guess um, if that's what you want to do, there's no reason why you wouldn't catch a dead... No, dead. You wouldn't catch a jewfish unless the bait was too high up in the water column. That That is probably your main concern. The angle of the bait and how high it up is in the water column. I think you need it to be pretty much on the bottom. So basically for jewfish, on the bottom. That's where you want the bait to be. Yemen says, what pound leader do you use chasing kings on bait normally? Um, I'd say 30 pound. 30 pounds good. That I, I think I pretty much start at 30. And if I see a reason to um, up the strength, if there's a lot of structure around, which means that I got a you know, put the herd on the fish earlier without giving it space to run, then I'd step it, you know, as high as I think I need to step it up. Obviously, if we're talking about um, a rod in the, you know, for down rigging, then obviously 30 is not enough. You're going to need like 100 or 150 or something, you know. You never know what you're going to get on a down rigger. Hook and cook. What scent do you use? I use S-Factor uh, for para fishing. Yes, for para fishing, for any 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 kind of fishing, I use S Factor. Why? I just I just think it's the best one out there. I've used some other scents. The other scents work very well as well. I just personally, I've caught a lot of my fish on S Factor, and I believe I believe in it. It gives me confidence. All right, um, let's keep going. What's this one? Let's just reveal that. There's nothing wrong with that. Ahmed was taken says, yo. So, yeah. Hi, how's it going? Michael German says, mate, you're a bloody legend. Well, thank you. Not a legend yet. Will never be a legend. Um, good on you for getting on here and giving your time answer. Uh, giving your time answering all these questions from the people who follow you. Yes, thanks a lot. I appreciate that, uh, Michael. Definitely appreciate that love. Sam17, oh, more love. Hey, bro, love your videos. Thank you very much. Also, Sam, appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate everyone's comments. Uh, keeps me going. Uh, Hook and Cook says, what's your favorite fish? In the estuary? 
Uh, Mulloway. <laughs> Mulloway, that's my favorite fish. Oh, yeah. I, I guess I love brim as well. I, I really like brim and kingfish. Those, those three, the tri, you know, the, the trifecta. Mulloway, and then um, somewhere in the mix is brim and kingfish. They get the heart pumping, that's why. Okay, Sam17 says, I used to live near Salthands Creek. That place surprised me every time I caught a fish. Yeah, that, that place surprises me as well. Because when I go there, it doesn't always look good, right? It always looks like there's nothing there. But you never know until you cast in and you start working around the place and you get things to happen. The only thing that's a constant there is that you pretty much get one snag per fish. You pretty much lose the lure guaranteed every fish you catch. That's a good day. That's a good day out on, on the pan. Um, Nova says the bridge walk. Probably talking about the previous question. Yes, yeah, so that's the bridge walk. But there's also a few. Um, uh, wait, let me think. Yeah, so there's both both places have the bridge walk, but normally they, they they're talking about the upper bridge with the train station. Okay, what's this one? Sam seventeen. You should go on hook and cooks boat charters. Yeah, maybe one day. Okay, next question. Eddie M. Shroom. Haha. Ha, damn. Usually fish the Hawksby Middle Harbour. Thanks, mate. Definitely gonna keep at it. Love your videos. Yeah, that's right. Keep trying. You're gonna you're gonna get something good one of these days. What's Cook says? What's your biggest brim? It's coming up in a future video. You will see very shortly. I won't ruin it, but it's above fifty-two. Oh, 42. 42. No, no, no. Okay, forty-two. Um, Sam seventeen. My largest brim is forty-two centimeters. How about you? Yep, that's the same. So I think mine's 42 as well on bait. I'll have to check. I think it was 42. Uh, knock fam, shroom. Walk is too small for a meet up, but Ramsgate Beach is good. LOL, 100, 100 fishermen, that's something new for the residents. Yeah, we'll have to see. <laughs> there could be a few people turning up. It won't be 100, but it'll definitely feel like 100. Yeah, that's going to be that's gonna be a good day out though. Definitely, um... It's got to be a place that has plenty of space, but it's got to be a place that you guys are going to catch something. That's what I, you know, that's what I'm looking for. Razor, what is your best eating fish in your opinion? I like eating rainbow trout and silver perch. I love it. Yeah, that, that's what I like. I haven't tried flathead yet. Going to try that soon. Maybe if I ever do a catch and cook, it will be that. It will be my first taste of a flathead. I've never had um, Jewfish either, and I haven't had a brim in years. But I have kept a few kings, but not recently, not this year, not last year. Okay, let's keep going here. So, Nitty, do you think one of the biggest brim was your second latest vid, because that was a monster? Yeah, I think that was. That, that was definitely, uh, at that time, probably, yeah, probably there or thereabouts, 40, 41. Uh, I did have a like an idea how big it was because I didn't have I didn't bring I didn't whip out the ruler but when you put it against the rod you know how far up that rod it goes and when you go home you can basically just compare and get a get an idea the range of what size that fish was I think that was about 40 or 41 but I can't say so because I never actually measured it so I'm going with 40 40 centimeter PB for for lure and 42 for bait Oh, excuse me, I don't know if you heard that. 
Um, that was uh, rather rude of me. That was the second time on the stream, so uh, let's keep going. So Razor says, what's a good bait for flathead? Live mullet. If you can get live mullet, go for that. You'll get plenty of flathead and the odd bycatch jewfish. Novo says, shrimp, I couldn't really see its head as it was quite far away. All I could see was water splashing on the surface rapidly until it got snapped. Yeah, so um, out of the water, I would call flathead then. But I'm not too sure. It's it's hard to know. It's you're never gonna know. It's it's one of those ones. A big fish that got away. You got you're gonna have a good story to tell though. So that's that's one thing. But yeah, not not a good feeling losing a great massive big fish. Elias says other flatties busting. <laughs> Potentially. Uh Justin yeah says, What's your favorite soft plastic? Oh, Oh no, guys, I sit I've forgotten what my uh, favorite soft plastic is. <laughs> I think I need some help here. Alright. It's the Z-Man. Right now it's the it's the Z-Man Slim Swims in um in in uh watermelon red. So I don't know why I tripped up on that colour. <laughs> that is the best. That's my favorite. I'll go, I'll go in, I'll go, um, I'll go fishing, carrying nothing but that, and I'll still feel like I'm going to slay some fish. It gives me that much confidence. All right, let's keep going. JL, for land-based soft plastic fishing, what's the highest wind speed that's tolerable? Okay, first of all, you're probably talking about, you're probably asking this question after consulting um, Willy Weather or Bureau of Meteorology. Let me tell you, they get it wrong every time. So it doesn't matter what the number is saying. It can say it could say five to ten knots, and when you get out there, it's blowing forty to fifty. Um, you just have to you got to factor in the direction of the wind as well. So if they're accurate, I'll say I'd say um, if it's gusting, you could probably tolerate to about well, forty. I think anything past 40 and you're really just pushing it. You're really just that desperate for a fish that you'd go out there, rain, hail, shine, earthquake, um, lightning storm, you're out there. So anything under 40, gusting, not constant, but gusting, you could probably work around by selecting spots that are sheltered. Pay attention to the direction of the wind. Pay attention to what they predict the wind uh, swing will be. And you can still fish if it's behind you or if it's completely blocked. So tailwind is best, followed by headwind. I know people think oh, headwind's the worst. No, sidewind is by far the worst. Completely sidewind is the worst. It doesn't matter if it's um, not that strong. It just takes out your ability to detect bites and work the lure properly. With a headwind, you'll significantly lose distance. But there are ways to get around it. In some of my videos, I basically lay the line on the water. That's how I get the headwind out of the out of the equation. And in those videos, I still got plenty of brim. And you know, brim aren't easy to tempt. So tailwind, headwind, and then if it's slightly at an angle, cast at that angle that lets you bring the lure back naturally. And sidewind, don't even go to those spots. Some spots are always windy, especially near the coast, especially out towards the mouth of the river. Alright, um, 
Okay, now, all right, so let's keep going here. Raises, how did you get the name Shroom on your YouTube channel? Um, yeah, I won't go too in too in depth into this. I'm sure I, I'm gonna just keep getting asked this question every stream. So it's a bit of a play on my surname, and also it's um, it, it's a shortened version of uh, One Up Shroom, which is like a name that I used when I used to play a bit of Mario Kart. And the green mushroom is the one that you chase and you fall to your doom to get the one up life. And so in a racing car game, well, I guess, well, Mario Kart's just a fun, you know, karting, whatever. It's not a serious game, but um, you're chasing me, basically. I'm basically saying that I'm in the lead. You're following me to your peril, down the gap and losing a life. Um, okay, next. Evan, what rig do you use for Jewfish using dead or live bait? Also, how do you increase your chances? What are the main tips? Okay, so I actually don't chase Jewfish on bait. So I've only caught a handful on bait. Most of my experience with Jews has been on plastics. Plastics only, basically. 99% of all the Jews I catch have been on plastics in the daytime. A few... When the sun's gone down and it's been completely dark, but it's been pretty much like midday, you know, hooking up to a mull away like that using like a squidgy 80 mil um, paddle tail fish in Silver Fox or, you know, an equivalent one in the Z-Man range or a Riptide mullet or a Vibe, for example, like a Jackal Transam 95 in, you know, the purple color. Things like that. That's that's my experiences with it. Um, so yeah, I, I I don't know the best advice I can give you, but I can I I I'll say that try to keep the bait along the bottom. If you're gonna fish for for juice with bait, stick to nights and do it because your bait's gonna get picked apart, especially if it's dead squid. It's gonna get annihilated. A live squid might last a bit longer, but I I still think like dead squid outperforms live squid because of the fact that it's on the bottom and Jews can be a bit bit of a scavenger at times they'll just move around harbor wharves outside of the lights when it's quiet they might you know foray in see if they can get a quick bite if they see a squid there dead squid strip they'll 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 gladly wolf that down all right flick with mick fishing hey shroom when we teeing up a session how's it going mick um, hope you've been well. Well, yeah, definitely. I think maybe we can definitely tee up a session in one of these days. Maybe when uh, the situation improves. It's lots, lots on my plate right now. But yeah, I wouldn't rule it out. Thomas Shin, you always seem to catch something every session on plastics. All right, that's uh, that's a lie. That's not true. I guess. Oh, okay. Oh, that's true. You said seem. All right, I do seem to catch something every session because that's what I post. I'm not gonna waste your waste your guys i'm not gonna waste your time and uh post up a video of me like scratching about um and getting one hit all day no i i really want to give you guys something that you guys will enjoy watching you know in in your spare time and that's like hooking up hooking up something getting excited over a fish big or small um yeah that's how i've always marketed my channel so entertainment basically but it just seems like a lot of people like the tips that I put in the video. So I've started to include a bit more of that. But you'll see that I don't really have a how-to guide um, on many kinds of fishing in my channel. 
But like I answered a question earlier and I said that I'm going to be doing that a bit more. I'm going to make a conscious effort, effort once in a while to do something that's more like a how-to guide. The last few videos have been more in that kind of vein. Like that last one, that was like how to catch fish at night. Um, the one on the hard bodies. There were two that were basically showing you how to get started and what to use and what to do. You know, from, from casting it to actually hooking up. All right. Um, <clears throat> how often do you get a donut session fishing plastics? Well, I guess uh, pretty often. I don't want to say that I never get donuts. Everyone gets donuts. Uh, it depends how long you fish for. So if if I really want to catch a fish, I'll fish until I'm off that donut. Um, but I guess some people, you know, they're, they're happy fishing a couple of hours and if they don't get anything, then they then they stop fishing. But I get my fair share of donuts. Believe, believe me, I get my fair share. Especially when you're chasing bigger fish. Peter Schneider says, hi, mate. And he says, where are you? I'm at home. This is just a green screen behind me. And uh, if you want to know what this screen is, this is just um, a picture from my last trip up at Weeper. And this is just the top deck of the houseboat where every night the boys would sit around the table. So that's me there in the samurai um, shirt. <laughs> Wait, is that Terry? No, that's, uh, that's someone else. So I think Terry took this photo. And that's uh, Joel on the side there. He was um, in the, the video before the last, so last Thursday's video. And we would just like um, sit down, discuss the, the events that unfolded during the day sessions. Because we'd go out morning and then um, once in the afternoon as well. So like twice a day and then fish at night off the boat. And then decide, you know, what's the next plan of attack the next day. So that's what this uh, picture is all about. And it always brings back good memories because, yeah, yeah, I like this picture. Okay, Thomas Shin, would, would like to see you spin lures, jigs on rocks with plagic so you can cook up some of the tastier table fish. Yeah, look, um, I, I am a beginner when it comes to fishing off like actual rocks. So rock fishing, I've got like literally zero experience with that. Maybe one day if someone will show me, I think I think some of the people that I fish with currently they they do go up and down the coast. I'll get started one of these days, and when I do, I'll I'll try and do one of these uh, catching cooks, maybe off um I don't know whatever I catch off the rocks I guess, if it's up far up north, hopefully something tasty. And yes, it is a possibility to answer your second comment there. So yeah, I'm hoping. I'm hoping to try all kinds of fishing and fishing off the rocks. I don't rule that out. It's just that I'm a beginner. I've not tried it before. I'm open to it though. All right, let's keep going. James Clay, he's back. Oh, welcome back. What do you think about using large poppers like 150 millimeter in the harbor? Um, yeah, nothing wrong with using a large popper. Early mornings, areas where kings frequent, uh, you'll hook up. If they're in the area, they'll, they'll hit it. So, um... Yeah, so I don't, I haven't really done all that much um, in the mornings with poppers, but some of my friends have, including some of the ones in, in the picture behind me. So some of these guys, they, they do some of that. Um, let's keep going. What's this say? So, Razor, all right, man. <laughs> I won't read that comment out. 
Um, Nitty says, uh, what's your biggest kingfish? My biggest one's in the 90s. I think it was like 90... Uh, what was it? I think it was like 90, 93 or something, or 92. Live yakka, inshore. Okay, let's keep going. Michael Jeremy says, how many times a week do you fish? Well, I try to fish once a week. My my uh, my happy me my happy medium is probably twice a week, but um, yeah, I'd say I'd say once once to twice a week, once in the day and once at night. I hadn't been filming my night sessions though. Oh, just felt a bit of gas there. Um, yeah, I hadn't been um fishing at uh, filming at night, but I have always been fishing at night almost as often as during the day, just because of the time that I've got, just more free late at night. So I'd say about one to two, two times a week. But yeah, it really depends. Let's keep going here. Next next question here. Um, Thomas Shin, I think you do awesome with stick bait and metal lures as well. Have you tried? Yeah, well, with um with metal lures, as, uh, at least on the trip up to Weeper, those metal slices were slaying the fish. I don't know why. I never really liked metals. I always felt like it was, um, you got to cast like 50 times to hook up to like a tailor. But up in Weeper, you could literally dead stick a metal and bring back like a, a reef fish. It was that crazy. Like literally cast out, drift in the boat, sit like this and you'll get bites. You'll catch like um, spotted mackerel, um, reef fish. If you work them, you'll catch like long tails. If you actually spin them, yeah, you'll catch long tails and all that. And Spanish, Max, and all that. But yeah, metal lures, I haven't really done all that much in Sydney, but um, up there, they definitely slayed. Slayed the fish. Yeah, now I want to go back. Ah. Novo says, Shroom, how do you use a Slim Swims? I'm quite new to soft plastics. Well... I like to, I like to give it like a bunch of little twitches, and then quickly get the line slack back in, because they drop very quickly, right? With the grubs, you don't have to wind in the slack as quick. You can kind of just like leave the slack hanging because it's a very predictable fall, and you can still detect bites on a slack line. But with the slim swims, it's very very quick. So, if I was to show with my hands, it goes something like bang 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 and like that down. Maybe, let's just say for, like, at an estimation, that's like um, 20 centimeters per second or 30 centimeters per second drop. But when it comes to the grubs, it's more like 5 to 10, maybe possibly 15 centimeters uh, per second drop time or drop speed. So you don't have to be so quick. With the, with the slim swims, a bunch of quick jerks and then quickly wind in the line. You want to get, get in contact with it as quickly as possible. Alright guys, so we're approaching the two hour mark, so I might stop on the two hour, if uh, unless I ran out of questions um, before then. So if you guys got any last questions, uh, yeah, definitely put them up. And yeah, guys, if you're new here, remember to subscribe. If you like what, what you're seeing tonight, what, if you're enjoying the show, I'm Shroom. Hit that subscribe button, like the video. If you want to support the stream, I've got the membership program, become a... Shroom Club member, which means that you just get, you know, a bunch of perks 
you click on the join button, you'll see, but you'll get a channel icon, you'll get um, emoticons to play with, you know, just a way to support the stream. Also, Super Chat's available on my stream as well, if that's your thing. Alright, let's get going. Last stretch. So, uh, Thomas Shin says, what is your recommended jig head and plastic size for kingies? Look, if you're going to chase kingfish specifically, you're going to need bigger plastics. Depends where you're fishing. They take anything from brim plastics all the way up to like 7, 8, 9 inch plastics. If you're off the boat and you're really just um, whipping around some lures, go the larger ones, the white plastics. Uh, the name of it escapes me now. It's like a... What is it like? It's like a long... Ugh, name escapes me. But you guys know what I'm talking about. It's got no action. You just basically whip it really quickly. Get those in white. Can't go wrong. If you're inshore, let's say you're fishing off the land, then it depends the areas you're fishing. If you're fishing upriver, use small plastics. They're upriver chasing small bait. They're chasing like the the jelly prawns, um, really small bait fish up a river. Use something that's small or clear, I'd say. Now, obviously, you're going to need a strong hook because that's not that's not tailor-made for the job, but you'll definitely get the hookup. That's the thing. If you fish like this, you're going to get the hookup. Landing it is another issue, is another issue. You'll see on my channel a few of the times that I've hooked up just casting brim plastics because I knew what they were going to do. I knew what they were after. And yeah, so that's 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 the only reason why I was able to hook them up. Now landing them was a different story. I think some of those, I think one or two of those captures were like completely out of this world. I just could not believe that I was able to either untangle it from the snag or not get dusted and bring it in. Um, you can also obviously use poppers like what James Klein uh, recommended before. Well what he was saying that he was going to use 150 millimeter uh, poppers. You could do that, I'd say early morning, keep that early morning. They're only going to hit like big things off the top early morning. What that, in my opinion, in my opinion, as a general rule, plastics, any hour of the day, if you see them swimming around, especially when they're hunting, throw, you know, throw your lure in when they're actually switched on. So they'll, they'll be cruising. Suddenly they'll be busting up. That's when you need your plastic right in there. Right then, moving in the right direction, away from the school, and they'll hit it. All right, next. <clears throat> uh, Shroom, what's your real name? My name is Peter. That's my name. Okay, Nox says, mushroom. Oh, what's all this? Okay, so I've got some spam here. Yeah, so actually, let me just get rid of that. Okay. Yeah, guys, sorry about that. I should have been paying attention to the chat. I did not know it was getting so out of hand. Um, okay, let's 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 keep going here. Let's get back on track for that last stretch. So ten more minutes, guys. Nine more minutes. I'm gonna be on on live for nine more minutes, and then it might be a couple of weeks before I'm back. But yeah, hope you guys are enjoying the show. Uh, what's what's your favorite brim and flathead lure? Brim favorite one is the Z-Man Slim Swims in watermelon, uh, watermelon red, or the Grubs in watermelon red. Flathead, squidgy, squidgy fish, eighty millimeter. In the silver fox color, the one that looks like a mullet. Enter the dragon says. Shroom, did you? Okay. Um, 
I can't remember to be honest. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> good question, good question. Uh, that would definitely sell the idea of another meet and greet. Uh, Mesa El Mori, have you ever fished P8 in Sydney Harbour? I haven't fished on it. I fished on a boat in front of it. So not actually on it. Just, you know, the, the wharves in the area off the boat. Okay, now a bunch of spam here, so... <laughs> Uh, let's keep going. Someone had a bit to drink. Yeah, that's true. What's a cook? I believe that. He's had too much to drink. All right. Well, we know it's a good stream when you're starting to get spam, right? Uh, <laughs> okay, let's keep going. Midi says, I'm 11 years old. My dad's a huge fisherman since he was 14. My Last year, my dad took me fishing for kingfish. I ended up catching my first kingy at 75. The biggest bite ever. My arms. <laughs> Look, that's a good effort. At 11, well done. Uh, you definitely got stronger um, with that effort. Uh, James Clayne's got the right lure there, the sluggo, that's right. Everyone knows about the sluggo, right? Get those ones, maybe like drop it down um, next to, if you're on a boat, say you drop it down next to the, um, what are they called, wedding cakes, for example. Early morning, do that a couple of times. You, you never know. You're probably going to hook up and get dusted, but you know, got to give it a go. Okay, let's keep going here. So, James Clayton says, The Big Popper creates a lot of sound. So, if you have friends cast their slim swim sluggers around a Big Popper, there's a good chance for a hookup on both. Yeah, so with the kings, they're very inquisitive fish. You'll find that even if you're anchored on a boat, they're hiding under your boat sometimes. They're just having a look around. They may not hit your bait when you drop it down, but they're there. They're there having a bit of fun. I don't know why. Or maybe just to tease you. That's happened a few times. I have... I think I've got one video very early on. I was with Dave. So I don't know if you guys remember Dave, but he's he's been one of my um, earlier... He's been one of the people that, are, that has been on my channel in, um, in, in, the, in the more distant past. Um, we've got a few videos... Well, I've got a few videos of him fishing in that kind of situation. And there was one situation where there was a... I think a rat king just right under the boat. Wouldn't take anything. I throw a popper down, a brim popper in clear, one pop and straight away on, dusted. Got me around the mooring. Um, another occasion, which this one is on film, just dangled a yakker in front. And it took about five seconds for the fish to decide that, no, nah, that's it, I'm taking it. Bang, on. And, you know, if you get if you hook up to a king that close, you're going to get it in. You just lift the rod out of the water, basically, after like one powerful run. All right, five more minutes. All right, let's keep going. Five more minutes of questions. Martin, Maddie says, really enjoying the Q&A, bro. Good stuff and appreciate the advice. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining. Evan says, Shroom, I have three packets of lures that I got part of a deal. Um, our three little packets. Oh, yeah, so, yes, they, they do do that. Isn't it like three for 25 or something like that at, at that big fishing store? Uh, Z-Man Sensor Paddlers, four inch. Yeah, good. Squidgy's flickbait cracked uh, pepper. That's one of my favorite colors. Now, yeah, there, there is there is there is a lure that is um, a favorite of mine, but they don't make it anymore. So let me just um, put that away. Okay, all right. Now, um, as I was saying, the um, the cracked pepper, Squidgy used to make a wild prawn with no action. I slayed so many brim on that lure, that color. 
That was like my favorite Lua for a short period of time until they discontinued it. So great color there. And Squidge's regular pink glitz, uh, four inch. Are they any good and for what species? So, all right, so scented paddlers, four inch. Jewfish, Squidgy Flickbait, Cracked Pepper, four inch. Uh, Jewfish once again. Squidgy Wriggler, Pink Glitz, four inch. If you're offshore, go for Snapper with pink. Okay. Um, <clears throat> oh, Kings take them too. Yeah, Kings take them too, but you, you might have to work them a bit fast. Uh, a deal from BCF and Anaconda. Okay, no, no, no. Okay, that's next, next, next. All right, so four more, three more minutes, I think. Tom's too. Seriously love your videos, mate. You are a great ambassador for all the Sydney fishers out there. Keep it up, dude. Yeah, thank you very much, Thomas. I really appreciate all the love. Guys, if you got any ideas on how I can improve the stream, um, obviously, it's just a one-man operation here with what, just a... Uh, I'm making it look like it's a bit more professional than it is, but it seriously isn't. But as long as you guys are enjoying the show, that's all that matters, right? It doesn't matter. You don't need the best things. You just need, um, I think, as long as you guys can hear very well, the, the sound is fantastic, then it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a good experience. But let me know. I, I did, like I did mention earlier in the stream that maybe one thing that I could easily do was to get some people to send in pictures of like the, you know, the theme of the night. So tonight it was basically talking about fishing lures at night in particular brim and you know aspects of brim in sydney so i guess that was that was that was a that made for a pretty good uh stream so far but let's say that um i was going to do that picture idea then i'd get people well if you guys want a shout out and you want to show your favorite catches relating to that topic i can put them up i think that wouldn't be too hard if i could just figure out a few things on how to do that yeah let me know if you guys want something like that or any other ideas Okay, so we've got two more minutes. What's to cook? What's your favorite brim rod, reel combo, what not do you use? So currently it's the G Loomis um, Edge rod. The I think it's it's the Black Widow in um, high modulus, the HM blank. Six to eight pound, seven foot. And it's got a cast rating of one eighth ounce to three eighth ounce. I use it for brim. And obviously with the exist the exist lt2000 um, sp now previously you go back six months and it was something different it was the um, battler bay wolf the battler bay wolf two to four kilograms seven foot the gen one so the gen one with the ribbed um with the ribbed blank i feel like they're just that bit more sensitive and bit more fast action than the current ones the current ones are great too um can't knock on them but definitely the gen one the one that i've got is extremely fast action and extremely crisp and that bit more sensitive. Now they put a coating on um, on the current ones. From from what they call the V2, which was the um, the camo grip, and then the V3, which was the the same the same rod as the V2, I think in essence, except they changed the grip. But you can recognize it by the red ring around the foregrip, which um, on mine it's silver. Okay, last couple of questions. We've got a minute left. Maybe a, maybe three more questions, guys, if we've got three. Oh, what's all this? Let me just... Uh, <clears throat> Alright, guys, I'll tell you what I'll do. Next, maybe next... Um, next stream, we'll add, we'll add at least one moderator here. So then they can keep, keep control of the chat. Alright, three more questions. So let me pick out three good ones here. 
Um, all right, let's keep going down. Master influence is definitely influencing the end of this stream. Not bad, good size. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I agree. Okay, Evan, uh, let, let's help Evan out here because he asked about what to use lures for. Now he's asking what gram jig head and size for these soft plastics. I mentioned the four inch ones. Quarter ounce to, so you want to use, um, yeah, you want to use quarter ounce to three eighth ounce. But if you're fishing for snapper, go, go higher, of course, like half ounce to five eighth. But inshore, keep it between quarter to three eighth, depending on the depth that you're fishing. Okay, two more questions. Let's see. Oh, do we even have two more questions? This might be it. Uh, Enter the Dragon says, last question, stream, what nationality are you? Okay, I'm, I'm Chinese. Okay, last question, guys. Oh, there we go. We've got one last question from Peter Schneider. And he says, do you like beer? And uh, yes, I do. I don't drink it very often. But yeah, I'm a social drinker. So if I go out for a night on the town with some mates, yeah, I might do a few rounds with some mates, yeah. Shout a few rounds. And yeah, I, I, I like my beer too. In Australia, of course. Of course, definitely. I like, <laughs> I like my beer. All right, guys. Thank you very much for spending the evening here on this, on this live stream. I hope you guys enjoyed it. As, uh, again, I'm just going to plug the channel. I'm Shroom. If you're new here, subscribe to the channel. Like the video. If you want to support me in, in other ways, you can always become a Shroom Club member. There's some perks listed. All you have to do is click on the join button. Have a look through that. I might do a bit more on that. Uh, I might add another perk or two in the future, but I'm just going to leave it like that for now. It's just the way that you guys, if you guys want to support, it's not compulsory. I don't expect it, but it's there because YouTube, you know, YouTube enabled on my channel. So that's why I've got it. Also, they've also enabled Super Chat for like more than a year now. This is only the first time that I've mentioned it. Um, yeah, thank you very much, guys. Hope you guys, um, yeah, as I always say, uh, let me just quickly scan through the rest of this. Anything important? Okay, yeah. So I'll definitely read through the rest of these messages. And yeah, guys, thanks for your support as always. And I'll catch you in the next fishing video. Take care. Catch you later.